Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved. I am joined by two very special guests today, Alex Naranjo and Mer. I have to say Naranjo. Like, that's like, it's just part of my Latinness. I love it. Good. Alex Naranjo and Marlene Vargas are the owners of the biggest metaphysical shop on the West Coast. I am so excited about your book. I love your book, Your Intuition Led You Here, because it actually, uh, a book about intuition, now I can't even remember what the name of it was, but this was my first um, swipe from a bookstore. Uh, my first ever book was a book about intuition. And I, I really cannot for the life of me remember what the name of the book was. I just remember it being the first time I was introduced to psychic abilities uh, and this, this type of inner knowing at that young of an age. Like I am Hispanic and I, my abuelita, like, Mm-hmm. had psychic friends, you know, they had the curanderas come around. So I'm, I was, I grew up in this type of esoteric environment, but that was the first book uh, I ever got. So first of all, I want to thank you both for being on the show. Uh, welcome. Thank you for having us. Oh, that was like in perfect unison. How often does that happen to you guys? It happens pretty often, actually. <laughs> Uh, so what tell us a little bit about house of intuition um how how did that start and for the people that are listening to the podcast or watching the show uh where where are you guys from and where is house of intuition so um i guess i'm from south america from colombia uh born there raised here and uh it a lot of this stories in the book, but basically long story short, I've been on my own since I was 18. Um, and the house of intuition came from a lot of just experimenting my journey, her journey, our journey coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just our attempt at changing the stereotype of what spirituality is or what psychics, you know, the media mm-hmm. kind of makes it a little bit kind of scary, kind of like, ooh, taboo, something you shouldn't be doing. And so we kind of wanted to change that because what it did for us in our lives was complete opposite. So we just kind of wanted to put it out there. Yeah, I think it started, it definitely started back in 2007 when we both met each other in a time that was um, in devastation for a lot of us, a lot of people, I think throughout the United States, if you can kind of remember when that time was, it was when the recession hit 
And when the recession hit and we started to lose like all of our business and our personal life kind of got shook, um, we had to lean on not just our faith, but our intuition. You know, we didn't have anybody to like explain to us what was happening, what was going to happen at the end of all of this falling. You know, everything was getting ripped from us. Everything was being taken from us materially. So, and we live in the material world. So back then that was our main focus, right? We had religion still because religion was always our foundation of faith. But I hadn't learned um, yet that I was navigating my life with being able to be connected to my intuition and my higher self and not, I always used to chalk it off as coincidence for everything. It was never like a magical thing or like a miracle or, yeah, or something that, yeah, came from another place. It was more of um, just, just functioning in the material world. So I went to church, which was, you know, very much um, the thing to do when you when you want to be a good person, you you <laughs> go to church and and you read the Bible and you do all of those things. But when the when everything happened like that, as far as the recession goes, it religion wasn't enough for me. It was like, no, I need answers. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, yeah, I'm going to say 10 Hail Marys and, you know, (laughs) 12 Our Fathers, but that doesn't really give me direction on where I'm going in life. And I was introduced to the tarot cards, which I think is the only reason why, um, because I was introduced to tarot cards many times before, but I think this particular time I had to be in such darkness and such hopelessness that I was going to try something new. You know, I, I was opened and vulnerable enough to say, hey, I've already tried all that other stuff. Well, yeah, give me that. I'll try that too right now at this time. And my first tarot reading just changed my life. It was just very profound in a way that um, that made me look and see that what I was taught and what I was told previously was not really through my own experience. It was more fear factored. So I want to say like, that's what was the premise of opening up House of Intuition because I got my eyes opened up to saying, wait, religion told me this is bad. However, my experience was so different. It was like eye opening and it changed my life in a way where I found hope. So this couldn't be bad. And yeah. I think, you know, to add to that for, for myself, and I can't speak for, for Marlene, but religion, obviously it's the foundation, you know, my, my mother's very religious. I grew up Catholic. And so that was always ingrained in me. And my mom's like super, super religious now. So it was always when something. When she means super religious, she means goes to church every day and sings in the choir. That's what she of, means. Like, yeah, she, she yeah, <laughs> very, very devout, very, devout. very, very devout. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, okay, I did my first communion. I did all the stuff that, you know, that you do as a Catholic growing up. But I always felt weird. Like, why do I have to sit in this room with the man and like, confess my sins and stuff like that just didn't feel right to me like I was like why do I have to go through you like why can't I have my own connection directly with the higher power God whatever you know because everybody calls it different but it's still the same thing and so that always just kind of felt weird and just different things about religion that would felt very confined or constrained 
things that didn't feel right to me. The things that did feel right were great, but the stuff, other stuff didn't. So I knew that there was more that I needed to, to really look for what felt right for me. And I'd like to piggyback off of that yeah. because I had this like vision of, you know, obviously the book is coming out. So I have a lot of thoughts of what, how I want to, how I want to present and stand out um, and come out of what I like to say is Alex and I's little closet because we've never really come forward. I mean, we've come out of many closets. Okay, we came out of the gay closet. We came out of the witch closet. We've come out, you know, the there's, spiritual there's, closet. there's so many closets Alex and I come out of. And this particular closet that I'm speaking of is the closet that HOI is like our, the owner's aren't really step forward. You know, we have not really been in the forefront of Hoy and there was a purpose for that. There was a meaning for that way back when we started um, House of Intuition. There's a reason for pretty much everything that we do. Everything has an intention um, down to the color scheme, um, the way that the stores look, there's always that um, intention set for it. But going back to like her, her saying, you know, not wanting to fit in a box and the reason why for the book, um, because I was kind of like against doing the book in the beginning, because honestly, like when I see book, I see school. And when I hear school, I want to run. Like, I don't like it. Like, don't send me to school. Like, I'm done. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, you know, so I wanted to leave at ninth grade. I even say that all the time. Like I had enough information from school and I was ready to go. So when the book came out, I was like an opportunity for the book. I've really been thinking about how I want, what do I want to share now? Now that I got a voice, now I'm going to come up front to the audience and it's not just going to be our stores and our brick and mortars. It's going to be our voices. I was like, why did we write this? Why, why was it so important to write the book in the way that we did? And it goes back to that very thing that Alex just said. It's trying to fit in the box. You know, when it comes to spirituality, they also try to put you in the box. You know, they tell you like this recipe is this, this, and this, like this is an ancient recipe and you have to follow every single step and, you know, or you got to come to me and I'll make that candle for you, or I'll do a limpia for you. And they're mm-hmm. kind of very disempowering. And yes. so our book is really like, you got it. You can do this too. Like when we started, I, I'm going to speak for myself. I wanted to know everything. And I felt like it was something that, was outside of me, not within me. So I was always kind of seeking outside, like, what do you mean? Like, how am I going to know? Like, how do I know it's going to work? You know, um, I don't hear anything. I don't see anything like how do you know? And it was, it's patience to, to be able to develop that muscle. And so I never wanted to be placed in that box. Maybe it's because I'm an Aquarius and I think everything's possible and I can do everything myself. You know, um, I think I might have a little bit of that problem too, but I just felt like, you know, like magic shouldn't be put in a box either. Just like religion, you know, you shouldn't have to follow a recipe that's like 300 years old when we're in modern, like we're in this time. Like, how do I know that recipe's going to work for me? Yeah. I can't even get that alligator foot, you know? It's like, where am I supposed to find these ingredients? Um, right. I, one of the things that you said that really struck me just now, it, it took me back to, my parents separated when I was 10 years old and my, I ended up staying with my dad. My older sister went to go live with my mom. And I just remember my dad was so desperate to 
get back with my mom. Mom, I know you're listening. Hi, I love you. I'm sorry, I'm sharing. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sharing uh, personal information, but that's what happens because it's my story and my truth. We've talked about this. Um, so yeah, they were. I, I ended up living with my dad, and he, one of his friends, was like, "You need to go get. You need to go." do Olympia and Olympia is the Spanish word for a cleansing and typically either performed by a shaman or some sort of uh, healing uh, teacher of some sort that has been anointed with some, I don't know, like a more intuitive gift. I don't want to say like they have something that you don't because that's not, that's not the the case, but he ended up going to this woman who, you know, was doing this cleansing And he went week one, he went week two. And in the beginning he was feeling better, but after a little while, he started to kind of see this thing happening, this pattern, like it's going to cost more money because now you have these, yeah, now you have these ancient (laughs) attachments with you. You have to do this ancestral cleansing where you have to go you know to the special place and bury this thing and sleep with this thing and then take a bath with this thing and look mind you I am all about the ritual I mean even here I'm burning the sage the palo santo like I'm doing all of the things but I think he started to feel that it it started it just didn't it started not feel good to him and then he just stopped and he's like I don't even know why He's like classic five dollar reading and fifteen hundred dollar curse. Right. What is the five dollar reading and the fifteen hundred dollar explain that it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. Our purpose of creating the house Mm -hmm. of intuition was to let people know that no, it doesn't have to be that way. And you don't Mm -hmm. have to believe what everybody tells you. You have to empower yourself enough to know whether what somebody's telling you is true or not. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Right. And a lot of people, when they get readings, they do, you know, um, give over their power to the reader. Okay. And this is something that we've seen. I mean, we, I've also fallen into that $5 reading and $1,500 curse. I paid $1,200 for a darn candle for somebody to burn on their altar in my behalf and I was like what and I was like okay sure like just save my life please just fix it just fix it you're vulnerable yes you're vulnerable oh wait let's talk about this this is such a great topic to discuss vulnerability because most of the time when you go seeking for answers you are already in a vulnerable place not only are you in a vulnerable place if you're going to get guidance and especially this type of guidance intuitive guidance you're not only vulnerable you're open and so you want to be told what you want to be told because you're not really open in a way where like nothing is happening in your life and you're open to like just listening to everything that somebody has to say when you're like devastating, you're going through a divorce and you really want to be with him. And you're like, no, but he's got to come back, bring him back. I know he's coming back. I know he's just clouded. And then you go to a reader and they tell you like, yeah, you know what? He's just a little confused. You know, you can burn this candle to bring him a little bit of clarity and you can, you know, give him, you know, let him know that all his fears that he has of commitment is not really real. So we'll do this and that. And it's going to cost you $1,500. 
And so I'm like, okay, yeah, like that's like definitely like bring him some clarity because he has to know he's supposed to be with me. Right. And that's how people fall in that trap. You know, sometimes you just want a snack that's crunchy and tasty and isn't necessarily a chip, but also has all the health benefits that you need for your body. Then Uprising Food is for you. Uprising's mission is to liberate all of us from a fundamentally broken food system that's stealing our health. The real devil is the snowball effect of silent inflammation. That's the reason why I'm talking about fiber. They have cracked the code on healthy bread, healthy treats. You simply can't find something like this healthy that tastes this good that's this fresh. Only two net carbs per serving, six grams of protein, and nine grams of fiber. Uprising Food covers paleo, clean keto, the simple low-carb to high-fiber, and dairy-free to grain-free lifestyle. All Uprising products are baked with real superfood ingredients, almonds, MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, egg white, psyllium husk, and olive oil. It all comes down to taste, though, and healthy foods are littered with broken promises. Uprising has nailed the taste factor on both their sourdough-esque cubes and the crunch factor in their newly launched Freedom Chips, which are absolutely delicious. They taste like these old-school rye chips I used to eat when I was little. Uprising is offering our listeners $10 off of the starter bundle. That includes two superfood cubes and four pack of Freedom Chips to try. Go to uprisingfood.com forward slash loved, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G food.com forward slash loved to get $10 off of your first purchase of the starter bundle. A special shout out to Uprising Food for keeping us healthy with quality ingredients, freshness, and taste. Does anybody else struggle with a little bit of brain fog sometimes while you're working, either in the morning or in the afternoon? For me, sometimes if I want to take something that's a little bit lighter on the caffeine, that's not going to give me that instant surge up or instant drop down, I take Magic Mind. Magic Mind has all natural ingredients like adaptogens that help decrease stress, nootropics that help boost your blood flow and cognition, matcha that helps keep you focused. Magic Mind is not like any other energy drink. It has minimal caffeine, all which comes from matcha tea. Anytime I have an extra long to-do list, you know I'm gonna be drinking my Magic Mind because it's the only thing that allows me to focus and feel more successful conquering all of my to-dos, which just means I have extra time to listen to podcasts or hang out with my family. One of the coolest things about Magic Mind is that it helps you fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms. After three to seven days of continuous use, it's easier to get into the flow state, become more productive, and drink less coffee. And today, Magic Mind has a special offer for our listeners. Visit www.magicmind.co forward slash loved and use the promo code LOVED20 for 20% off. Visit www.magicmind.co forward slash loved. Enter the code LOVED20 for 20% off. A special thanks to Magic Mind for keeping us highly focused. Again, this is why we built House of Intuition is because there are some true people that are doing the real work. Yes, I believe that. And then there's, as humans, we, you know, take advantage or there is that human side of us, that ego side that, 
it starts off, it could start off in a very genuine, humble, good, you know, intention, you know, feeling, but we've also seen some readers turn to the dark side as they start to get bigger and bigger and bigger because the, it's just like a, what, is, what is the dark side? What I say on the dark side is that $5, that $5, oh, that $5. Yeah. all of a sudden, you know, they, they're doing readings for $50 an hour. And now it's, you know, five, $500 an hour, you know, because yeah. now they're doing the work, um, the same work. However, it's a little, um, because now they got more, you know, uh, more following now things are starting to get more and more and it's more not attention. yeah and the attention it's not even just the pricing it's more of just the way that they present themselves mm-hmm. it's, it's not coming from a place of like um how it was in the beginning now they have yeah. more confidence authenticity for, yeah because they're treated like thank you so much for changing my life thank you right. so much. the ego gets involved yeah you start losing track of how they're the vessel mm-hmm. yes it's not you per se that's actually giving these messages. It's like you're the vessel that they're communicating through. And that kind of gets lost somewhere. Um, and we've seen it a lot. It doesn't happen yeah. all the time, right. but it does happen sometimes, yeah. you know? And so the the premise of us wanting to have the shop was really to have those authentic readers and teach people how to tap in themselves. Because what Alex was saying was, when you're doing a reading, you do have full control. You can stop the reading if it's not resonating with you. Just because you, you know, you signed up for the hour, you a reader would really appreciate it if you told them you weren't connected. Like what you are saying is not connecting with me because now they're kind of grabbing straws and they're trying to do that connection and nothing is coming through. They want to give you a service. They don't want to be of disservice to you. So if you're just like, look, it, we're not connecting. It's better to say that. Stop the reading and don't go further and find somebody that is more connected to your guides and that can give you the message that you're looking for. Yeah. The other thing is if a message isn't true, just put it in your back pocket. Don't chuck it yet because it might come true in three months in the month. Because let me tell you, they told me I was going to write a book. The first reading I had, and I was like, yeah, right. No, I can't even put a sentence together. What are you talking about? That is never going to happen. And now I'm 11 years later, 11 years. That's a huge jump from the first time I I was told. And I was told a couple times after that. And I just kept like, yeah, right. It ain't never going to happen. And here we are. So just keep that information. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Keep keep it in your back pocket. You know, it just reminds me of uh, a incredible psychic experience. I had uh, Suzanne Jockis. I don't know if she's still seeing people. She's up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, she's incredible. Um, I, again, I don't know. It's been many years, but she was definitely somebody that, like you, Marlene, she told me, uh, this was like in the summer. She said, you're going to quit your job and you're going to buy a house in Portland. And I just looked at her and I was like, oh, this is no. And she even told me a date. She, she said, October 28th. I'll never forget it. And exactly as she said, it took a year. It took one year. So the following year, exact. And it was always in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, did to me, I, because I do go into, I can, I can get lost in the esoteric. So part of my practice is mm-hmm. to stay grounded here on earth and to be able mm-hmm. to do my godly work here on this plane. Mm-hmm. But it, 
I, because I start to think, was it subconscious? Maybe it was in my subconscious. It was living there. And so I, I made it happen regardless. It was accurate, you know? So to me, it's like, are you going to sit there and question how, what, and why? I think that's part of really anchoring into your intuition is, can you take this, this knowledge, this knowing, this inner knowing anchor in in a way that feels good and grounded instead of questioning it or pushing it away. And I'm sure that this is something that you guys talk about in the book, but for the people that are watching this or listening, what are some ways, if you could give us three ways that we can begin to even explore our own intuition. And I'd love to hear it from both of you. Like what kind of, what kind of things helped you? What kind of practices helped you anchor into that inner knowing? We talk, we do talk about it in the book. Um, one, one exercise that we came up with just for ourselves, we called it, um, this like little psychic circle that we used to do. It was a game that we played. Um, and it was just her and I, and then of course, later on, it started to grow with others. Like in the shop, we used to do it with our friends or people that would come in, but basically you just sit around in a circle. And in our case, it was just her across from me. And we would close our eyes, take three deep breaths in, And remember, your psychic ability is just a muscle that needs to be strengthened. We all have it. Um, And it's it's like going to the psychic gym, you know. So the psychic gym, how you do it, right? If you want to run a marathon, you're going to run, right? Physically run. You can't just go, okay, I can't run no marathon. I haven't even practiced. So you have to practice and you have to really use that muscle. So using the muscle is through breathing technique, meditation, you can close your eyes and just, and meditation does not have to be, you know, sitting on, a, on top of a mountain and just in complete silence. It could be walking, you know, whatever it takes for you to get into that meditative state and turn off the chatter. So Alex and I, what we would do is we would go, okay, instead of like date night, our date night would be psychic night. So we're going to sit here and I close my eyes and I go, okay, babe, what, what um, candy bar am I thinking of right now? And I'd shoot it to her. Like I literally like see the candy bar in my head and then I'd shoot it to her third eye and I'd be like, okay. And when she got it right, I was like, oh like it was so crazy. It was so much fun, but it was really about like being able to pick up people's thoughts. So yeah. then it started to give me confidence because that's where your psychic ability really lies. Like yeah. have it, it's really built on confidence and strength of knowing that you're connected. Once yes. you have that confidence, you can't shut up. Spirit's like, Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the power of manifestation. It's what you think, what you say, and what you do. That's how you're, that's how you create something into fruition. And we're constantly doing that in reality. We are dreaming of something and we're picking it out of the sky or yeah. wherever, and we're bringing it into the material realm. It's an idea. It's a, a thought for a book. It's writing of the book. It is an intuitive sense from a partner. It's an inner knowing when somebody's having a hard time. It's all of those different knowings that begin to strengthen that intuition, in my opinion. But I love what you're saying because thoughts are so incredibly powerful. Um, you know, thoughts are so powerful that when you can really spend time cultivating the life that you want or the partner that you want or the job that you want or the career that you want, 
you can begin to manifest that into reality. And I, I feel like for me, that's where intuition really plays a big role because I'm able to do that gut check to mm -hmm. examine, okay, do I really want this or does my ego want this? Do I, do I, is this going to serve my highest good? Is this going to serve my ability to serve others? Or is this just something that I want for me because I'm human and I have an ego and this is what I want? Right, <laughs> right, right. I think it's important yeah. to, to understand and these exercises like the one she, she just mentioned helps you to like understand the communication that spirit has with you. So if you, for instance, for her, I think she gets like goosebumps down her arms. That's not the case for me. I don't get goosebumps, but I do get a feeling in my stomach. That's just like the pit of my stomach. And I'm like, okay, that's like, I need to pay attention to this. So everybody needs to learn how that communication is. And it's different for everybody. And so as you practice and as you do these like little games that end up being a lot of fun too, yeah, um, totally. you're, you're building that muscle and you're building that relationship with spirit that's going to communicate with you. Yeah. And, and that's just one example. And I think we do it. We definitely give um, several other examples, like, you know, how you said you want to bring something from the spirit world or your intention into the material world. You know, it's okay for you to ask, like, you know, ask specific and focus on it and see when that comes in and know that you called that in. Like, you know, I'm going to think of my, I'm going to think really hard of, you know, my best friend I haven't seen probably like in, you know, five months because I haven't been able to make that time. And I'm going to focus on her and I'm going to focus on her and I'm going to focus on her. I'm going to call her in. And then bam, she calls me. Maybe she's going to call me tomorrow. Maybe she's going to call me in the next hour. Maybe she calls me next week. But you know what? I pulled that in. And the more you start working on that, because those are things that you can get validation for, because we need validation in order for it to, to know and build our confidence. Yeah. So you need to do practices like that um, in order for you to build your strength in your intuition. Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. I, I love this topic so much <laughs> and I'm so, I can't wait to, uh, to get my pause on that book. Um, have you done magic before? Like, do you do like a lot of rituals and have I, I have like, you know, a, a couple of childhood rituals that I, that I do, you know, every morning I, I have a very rigid morning ritual. Um, and I, I've just been doing it for so long. And some of it is from my grandma, you know, my grandma was very much mm -hmm. a ritualistic right. person. Because the book itself, Momenta. yeah, I think that the, the reason I asked that is because magic, the word magic, and also the word tarot, or, you know, all of this psychic. field, psychic, this is where the fear all lied in me when I was younger. So it was really important for us to write the book in a way where we want you to explore not just as, not just as much as your intuition, but the magic that you have within that you can start to you know, not be afraid of that word and know that we are all magical beings and we have the energy to be able to manipulate energy in a positive or a negative way, whichever way you choose. Just like you have a knife and a sword, you can either cut somebody or you can defend yourself or defend somebody. So it's the way you want or to cut up some fruit. 
Or cut up some fruit, yeah, and have some nourishment. So it just depends on how you want to use that tool. So, you know, it is about like tapping into your magic. And that's the premise of the book is to give you guys recipes and to give you just a basis of things and to have you tap into, you know, Mother Earth and whatever connects with you in a way where you can create your own magic spells. That's the thing. I learned my own magic spells. Like I wasn't taught you know, by a guru or a book or anything like I learned because I tried. I, I, you can't change something if you don't try something. Right. Be respectful in that and make sure that yeah. you're dabbling on the other side. Yeah, we love we love witches here and tarot and all of the things. Uh, all witches. All yeah. of the things. All of the things. We everybody, everyone is welcome. So I want to be respectful of your time. The name of the book is Your Intuition Led You Here. Yes. Yes. Which is also our tagline for our store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Uh, House of Intuition. Uh, and you guys are located everywhere no no <laughs> los angeles base but we also have um a couple stores in orange county and in long beach and one in florida okay great and we'll put the links in the show notes so if you want to check it out online i'm uh i'm assuming that people can go online and oh yeah we have a full online store where we have get their shopping on get their yeah. magic on yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not in the LA area but I mean if, if people are in the LA area I would encourage people you know anybody to visit it's a really it's it's a very open very loving environment and you know it's just something that we wanted to create so that people wouldn't be afraid because as you know sometimes you go into places that are you know a little spooky or a little yeah and it can be intimidating and that was another reason why house of intuition is what it is and how we've laid how we've it laid it out and yeah. just so you guys i don't know that you guys know this or not um my friend and i used to just go in there and have our, our tea she would have coffee well she would have coffee and i'd have tea and we'll just we'd walk around and like buy crystals and stuff so when we inviting. served tea that was a long or time when you had your no, own. no no i brought my own no oh, okay. I, I was like my oh own. my gosh you like, were like back in the day because we used to serve tea i know i know you did no, i know you did and you stopped. I, I'm saying that like I've I've been very familiar with your shop for many oh. many years. So awesome. I I've been to I've been to you know events that you guys have done, and oh, that was actually so one of the one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you guys on the show. I don't I should have stated that in the beginning, but it's fine. Um, awesome. Thank we you. should. We, I definitely want um, to ask you both the final question. Um, So we'll put all of those links in the show notes. So if you're watching this video, which you should be doing, it's on YouTube, Mod Pod Studios does the best job. A little shout out. Um, So I have one final question, but is there anything else that you guys want to share? I do want to share with my LA team or even anywhere, not LA team, LA people and um, anyone that's going to be traveling to LA in October, we are having a launch of the book, which is going to have an art installation on October 20th. It's the Halloween weekend, which is all the spirits are out. You know, we're really close to that, but we're going to give you guys something amazing. It's not just an art, um, something you can't, you're just going to look at. It's going to be a whole, vi- like a whole experience. Multi-sensory experience. Yes. Oh. Got, you can't miss it. It's like, we're building a, a, don't say, we'll see it. Yeah, there's, okay, let's, the people in the LA area, please, uh, 
go in person. It's a great space and you you will not be disappointed. Thank you both so much for being on the show. I so appreciate you. And everybody listening, thank you so much. We can't wait to hear what you thought. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.